You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is 7 News with Sally Bowery. Good morning. There's breaking news out of the US this morning where violent rioting is unfolding in the state of Minnesota. Cars have been set alight and shops and windows have been smashed following the death of George Floyd at the hands of police. Let's go live to US Bureau Chief Ash Mullaney, who is on the scene there. Ash, these are incredibly dangerous scenes we can see behind you. Yeah, it's been a really volatile situation all day, Sal. You can see behind me that this car is still burning, having been torched by protesters. We've seen store shelves stripped all day today. For a third day in a row, what were peaceful protests have descended into chaos. These demonstrators demanding justice over the death of George Floyd at the hands of police. The district attorney today updating the media, saying that his team was working on this but wants more evidence and calling for patience. Made me feel really sad. Yeah. Shouldn't be happening. If they want this to stop, they need to hold those officers accountable. We are going to investigate it as expeditiously, as thoroughly and completely as justice demands. Sometimes that takes a little time. It's been pretty remarkable, Sal, to see just how much sadness but how much anger and rage there is in this community and it has just exploded at times today when police have come into this particular area. Uh, we've seen clashes between protesters and police with, uh, with those officers firing tear gas and rubber bullets at protesters. They, in return, were throwing rocks back, so uh, in quite violent clashes. The mayor is fearing that there will be another night night uh, of violence tonight. So he has called in the National Guard here, Sal. Okay, thanks very much. Ash Miller, you're reporting for us there. There's been a sobering reminder about the dangers of COVID-19 with three schools impacted by a single student who's tested positive. A Melbourne school's been shut down and students at two others are in quarantine after the coronavirus case was diagnosed. Laurel Irving joins me now from the newsroom in Melbourne. Good morning to you, Laurel. A student went to school, unfortunately, with symptoms. 
That's right, Sally, and this was the very first day back at school on Tuesday after remote learning for senior students. This student is from a family with at least six confirmed cases in that household. So now the school, the Keelor Downs Secondary College, has been closed down today for deep cleaning. The principal and teachers on hand this morning to turn away students who might have arrived at school. And any close contacts of that student are now being isolated and tested. And you're right, it's three schools because this student went to a vocational class with kids from two other schools on Tuesday as well. So they're also being contacted and will be isolated and tested. Now this is the same school where a teacher tested positive last week, but health officials say that's a coincidence that the teacher had not been to Keelor Downs campus for several weeks. And they're actually pretty confident that this new case in a student will not lead to a large cluster of cases. If we've seen some cases, it's usually been introduced by adults, uh, often uh, transmitted just to other adults, not to students. Uh, so, you know, the risk of transmission from this student to others is there, uh, but I wouldn't expect significant numbers. We certainly haven't seen that in the past. Now, we have some restrictions being lifted here on Monday, but we will still have to work from home. The Premier has issued a formal order this morning, Sally, saying that if you have been working from home up to this point, you must keep working from home at least until the end of June. And if any workers are being asked to come in by their bosses, they're being told to dob them in, they may well be fined, Sally. OK, thank you very much. Laurel Irving reporting for us there. And while Victoria is pushing to keep the workforce at home, New South Wales continues to ease their restrictions, with larger numbers allowed to attend funerals and weddings from Monday. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has announced this morning up to 50 people will be allowed to attend funerals if social distancing measures are met. 20 people will be allowed at weddings, while places of worship can now welcome up to 50 people if the four metre square requirements are upheld. Premiers could be asked to ease restrictions earlier than planned after this morning's National Cabinet talks with the Prime Minister. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning to you, Olivia. Uh, it's their first meeting in a fortnight. Yeah, the state's discussing their progress three weeks after they began to lift restrictions. And if infection rates remain low, they will consider whether to bring forward the July deadline for the third stage of the recovery plan, depending on the advice of health authorities. The federal government keen for Australians to return to work and for state borders to reopen. Here's the finance minister. I'm not going to obviously preempt. Yeah the outcomes of that meeting. But of course, I mean, we want to see the economy opened up as far as it can be as soon as possible in a way that is COVID safe. And there's growing pressure on the government to extend its JobKeeper scheme, Olivia. Yeah, those senior ministers this morning certainly less adamant that that scheme will end sharply in September as planned, softening their language. After yesterday's comments from the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe warning the wage subsidies should be extended if the economy doesn't recover as well as hoped. Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton is now describing the government as flexible on this issue, while the Treasurer again flagging support could continue for certain industries. We recognise maybe additional support will be needed for some sectors that are slower to recover. It's also about what other support packages uh, and initiatives you can undertake in various sectors. It's not only the RBA adding pressure, but key states, the Premier of Tasmania and the Chief Ministers of the ACT and the Northern Territory also pushing for the scheme to be extended, Sal. OK, thanks for that, Olivia. 
Well, the king of breakfast radio, Alan Jones, has said goodbye to his loyal fans after 35 years behind the microphone. Chris Reeson joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Uh, uh, Jones had unrivaled success in the time slot, but has been forced to step down on doctor's orders. That's right, Sally. Good morning to you. Look, it has been an extraordinary career on every level. One that Jones said this morning he had spent trying to be the voice of the voiceless. He was a former teacher, former speechwriter, and of course a former Wallabies coach who his faithful say went on to coach the nation during his 35 long years behind the microphone. The tributes flowed in thick and fast this morning. That career goes all the way back to 1985, where he originally began his career at 2UE, the rival uh, radio station here in Sydney, 16 years later moving to 2GB and then beginning an unrivaled 226 radio survey win. They said this morning that that contribution to broadcast would never be matched. He had phone calls today from uh, everyone from the Prime Minister, political leaders, sports stars as well. Let's take a quick listen to uh, what Alan Jones had to say in his farewell words before switching off the microphone this morning. I hope that over 35 years, we've provided some stepping stones. So that's it from me. Together in spirit always, but for now, goodbye. Now, of course, his, his career wasn't without controversy. His comments about uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, the former Prime Minister Julia Gillard, earned a uh, boycott in advertising and warnings from management. There were the defamation payouts as well. He said this morning, he remarked, joked, quipped that uh, he, he was sure he was driving his legal department nuts. But at the end of the day, Sally, this was all about medical advice. He said at 79 years old, the doctors had told him it was time to make a move. OK, thanks very much, Chris Rosen, reporting for us there. A High Court ruling means Australians may finally get to see the correspondence between the Queen and Governor-General over the sacking of Prime Minister Gough Whitlam in 1975. His dismissal from office caused the biggest constitutional crisis since Federation. Historian Jenny Hocking has campaigned for the letters to be made public and took her case to the highest court in the land. It's a great decision for transparency and for the right to know. The Federal Court had previously ruled the letters by Sir John Kerr to the National Archives were private, but the High Court has overturned that ruling. In breaking news this morning, there's been a lion attack at a zoo on the south coast of New South Wales. A 34-year-old zookeeper has suffered critical injuries. She's undergone an emergency blood transfusion and will be flown to Sydney for treatment. Police continue to investigate whether the deaths of two people in Melbourne's southeast were suspicious. Homicide detectives have been called in to search for leads at the house in Notting Hill. Tegan Dolling has more. Well, this small residential court in Melbourne's southeast has finally opened up again after the homicide squad and local detectives worked here well into the night as they investigate this tragedy. Officers were seen carrying evidence bags to their cars and speaking to neighbours as they try to piece together exactly what has happened. We are learning more about the two people involved. Police have confirmed a 64-year-old woman and a 34-year-old man were found dead inside this home at around 11 yesterday morning and that they are known to each other. Neighbours say they have heard arguing at the home before but nothing to be overly concerned about. It's also understood the woman had been living here for quite some time and her death has shocked those who knew her. It's sad. A couple of people died just like that. It's really sad. 
Is it very unusual for this area? Yes, it is. And very quiet area. And everybody knows each other here. The police have said that the circumstances surrounding this tragedy still aren't clear. They have confirmed that they're not looking for anybody else in relation to their investigation. A vigil's been held in the Queensland town of Blackwater for Australia's youngest victim of COVID-19. Residents lit candles to remember 30-year-old Nathan Turner. Joel Dry has more. More than 200 tests were conducted yesterday here at this temporary fever clinic set up at Blackwater's rodeo grounds. And today, some good news. All have come back as negative. It's welcome relief for the town that is still on edge and grieving one of its residents. And that grief was on show last night as members of the community went out onto the front of their properties and lit candles in memory of 30-year-old Nathan Turner, who this week became the youngest person to die with COVID-19. The organiser of that vigil said it was their way to respect Nathan and show his fiancée, Simone, that there is plenty of support for her. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to actually light a candle because it does mean the world to Simone and Nathan's family to know that they're not alone. But there are still plenty of questions about this case despite the overnight negative results and many of those centre around a nurse from Rockhampton who we know travelled here while positive with COVID-19. It's now been revealed she had recently been overseas but did not disclose that information to health authorities. It creates more mystery around her and puts more suspicion on her. But for now, the people of Blackwater just want to know that they are safe. And that is why today more people continue to arrive here at the testing facility for some peace of mind. Thank you, Joel. The delicate task of removing containers from a freight ship that's berthed in Brisbane is expected to begin today. The ship was hammered by rough seas as it travelled off the New South Wales coast. Isabel Mullen has more. Well, 7 News understands the captain of the APL England could face charges today after a safety inspection revealed rusty attachments and that the containers weren't secured properly. Yesterday, it was detained in the port of Brisbane. From midday today, the delicate process of unpacking the vessel will take place. We've been told it could take up to a week to remove up to nine containers which have been hanging overboard. Up to a dozen shipping containers have washed up on New South Wales beaches. In total, 50 fell off the vessel, which had been carrying medical supplies and furniture. 74 containers were badly damaged. Now, the ship got into trouble in rough seas, about 70 kilometres off the coast of Sydney on Sunday. It was bound for Melbourne after leaving China. That's where it was turned around and brought to the port of Brisbane. We've been told the APL England will have to stay in Brisbane until it is repaired. Only then will it be allowed to continue on its journey to Melbourne. Prince William has spoken of his mental health battles during a candid documentary which followed the royal over 12 months. The second in line to the throne also gave tips on how to deal with speaking to a crowd. Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld has more. 
Prince William has essentially used the power of football, Britain's most popular sport, to get into communities across the UK and try and get men talking about mental health. For 12 months, a camera crew followed the Duke of Cambridge on his journey around the UK and many of those players, whether they be professional footballers who earned millions of dollars a year through to blokes who kick a footy around on the weekend down at the park, they have all opened up to the Duke of Cambridge. Having children is you know the biggest life-changing moment it really is and I, I agree with you I think when you've when you've been through something traumatic in in life and that is like you say your dad not being around my mother dying when I was younger your emotions come back in leaps and bounds because it's it's a very different phase of life and you're not there's no one there to kind of help you William also says one way he deals with his own anxieties by taking his contact lenses out when he's speaking in public so he can't see the crowd in front of him. He says that the taboo surrounding mental health is likely something that harks back to the war and has warned the current pandemic is scary and mental health services are going to have to improve to meet a big challenge. And that is Seven News to Now. We'll keep you up to date throughout the day. I'm Sally Barry. Thanks for your company. Have a good day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.